Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my name is Pete Buttigieg, and I'm the Secretary of Transportation. And I'm Chaston Buttigieg, and my husband is the Secretary of Transportation. Peter, I swear to God, you interrupt me, I will bitch slap the hell out of you. Okay, Chaston. Peter, I said not to interrupt me. Now, I also wanted to say, that I am the future first lady of the United States of America. And I am not some low-rank queen from Michigan. I don't care what that evil podcaster Miller Frost has to say. Okay, Peter, you can talk now. We're here today to congratulate the Miller Frost podcast on reaching two years and 140 podcasts. And to wish Miller Frost and White Boy Malcolm X, a very happy two-year anniversary. Ugh, I don't know about that. Thanks for having us on the show, and best of luck to you both as you enter your third year of podcasting. Someone is kissing ass. Chastin, I am not kissing ass. Sure looks like it to me, Peter. Well, I'm not. Is that how you talk to all the boys when I'm not around? What boys? All the boys that throw themselves at you because you're the Secretary of Transportation? Chastin, there are no boys throwing themselves at me. So no one's hitting on you, wanting you to fill their potholes? Chastin, dear God, no! Peter... Is there something wrong with you that I need to know about? Chastin, there's nothing wrong with me. Then why is no one hitting on you? Because they know I'm married? Like that matters in the gay community. You know how queens are. They like a challenge. Maybe because they know I'm married to you? And what the hell is that supposed to mean, Peter? That I'm some sort of raging bitch who will cut them down? They try to mess with my man. Chastin, that thought never crossed my mind. Maybe because everyone already knows you're too busy sleeping around with Colton Underwood, that trashy queen behind my back. Chastin, I'm not sleeping with Colton Underwood. Ugh, of course not, Peter. You're too busy humping him like a horny old dog. To bother to sleep. I'm not humping Colton Underwood. Lies, Peter. Lies. I'm not lying. Peter, I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. 
Now you're just quoting song lyrics. Like you don't with Colton Underwood. I bet you sing my ding-a-ling when you two are going at it. Chastin, you know I only sing my ding-a-ling when I'm with you. Chuck Berry is only for you, lover. Lover? Peter, are you horny or something? Only for you, Chastin. Well, what about Colton Underwood? Colton who? Hmm, that's more like it. You want me to call you Mr. Secretary? Or how about Mr. President this time? Mr. President, First Lady Chastin. Okay, let's go. Did what I think just happen, just happen? Did those two just leave to have sex, white boy Malcolm X? You think? I think so, too. Creepy, but on the plus side, I guess I didn't have to throw them off the podcast for a change, toss them out of here for arguing like I usually do. But anyway, Pocket Queen Pete was correct. For a change, we did just hit two years a few days ago, back on August 9th. And I can't believe we've been at it for two years now. 140 episodes. Feels like we just started this thing a few months ago. And I'm sure to some of you out there, probably sounds like it too. Probably like, who the hell are these amateurs on this train wreck of a podcast? Yeah, I hear you there. We're getting there, folks. Slowly but surely. But we're getting there. So what did we miss last week? Playing hooky last week. Let's see. MTV turned 41 on August 1st. What a pack of losers. Does anyone actually care about MTV anymore? No. Kids are all on YouTube or TikTok or wherever the hell they go to watch music videos these days. I haven't watched it in like a couple decades, I think. And I quit when they went to that whole reality show format. MTV became music television that rarely, if ever, played actual music videos. It was, well, it became all about the real world which was completely fake. Jersey Shore, nothing to, well, what can I add to that? But you know, complete garbage like that. Now it did have its, there was that time when, like for the first 10 or 15 years, when it was all about the videos. You know, the time when singers like Madonna, Grandma Madonna, when she was at her prime and her like a prayer video, her making out with a black Christ, dancing in front of burning crosses. God, I remember the people having absolute fits over that. And I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think she broke a record, at least at that time, In the production cost of a music video, she did that with 
Express Yourself. I think that was the one. The one with all the shirtless strapping studs. That's been like, what, 30-something years ago? But that was the era when artists, music companies, they sunk a ton of money into music videos, wanting to make a statement on MTV back when it was, you know, worth something. And Michael Jackson had a video. I can't remember the name of the song, but he had that one that these people morphed into each other. That was another one at that time. Cost a fortune to do that. The technology was there that they could do it, but it was so nascent that it cost them piles and piles of Benjamins to make that happen. What, white boy Malcolm X? What horrible thing do you want to say about Michael Jackson? Black or white? You racist. What, is that the, uh, is that the, the name of the song? How the hell did you remember that? There's got to be some strapping stud of a ginger for you to waste any brain cells remembering something like that. Speaking of music, though, so I'm tooling around last week, driving around the Boston area, got my, got my Sirius XM going, and uh, a Lady Antebellum song came on. It was, hold on a second, I can remember this. Need you now. That's it. But the, the screen in my car said, Lady A, I forgot they rebranded to be all woke. All down for the struggle with the woke folk. The word antebellum, that is, I guess, too triggering to the woke folk. So they updated their name to Lady A. Like the Dixie Chicks. They're now just the chicks. Of course they are. But the funny thing was, the artwork, what Sirius XM was showing as the album cover, whatever they call that these days, they still had Lady Antebellum on it. So I don't know if they're just lazy in not updating their artwork to reflect their new woke sensibilities, or if they were just virtue signaling, but nah. No need to bother with the artwork there. No need to go to all that trouble. And I wonder, you woke folk out there, how much better do you feel now that Lady Antebellum is now Lady A? And the Dixie Chicks, they're just now the Chicks. Of course they are. Do you feel just a little better? Or do you feel like significantly better? Man, life is so much better with Lady A and the chicks. I love it when Whitey virtue signals like that. It makes the burden of being BIPOC, living with all this white power, white privilege, white fragility, white this, white that, blah, 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 systemic racism. It makes it a whole lot better. Now, we know that's not happening. 
the BIPOC folk, every last one of them, when they heard about crap like this, Lady Antebellum and the Dixie Chicks rebranding, every last one of them rolled their eyes and were like, ah, Jesus Christmas, there goes Whitey again. Virtue signaling with their stupid band names. Because with Whitey, it's all about them. Ain't that the truth? So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one is from Business Insider. Ezra Miller accused of running a cult, grooming minors, carrying guns. And if running a cult, grooming minors, and carrying guns wasn't bad enough, I also just saw that he, they, were cited for felony burglary for stealing booze from someone's house. That's either a lot of booze or some very fancy booze or both. White boy Malcolm X, can you imagine busted for stealing booze, which is what I should charge you with, stealing all the Italian beer in my fridge. But can you see that? Being in jail for felony booze theft? The other guy in the cell, what you in for? Uh, felony theft. I stole booze from someone's house. How about you? I strangled my grandmother because she wouldn't let me play video games with my friends. Bitch just had to watch Jeopardy. Now she can watch it in hell. And if felony booze stealing wasn't bad enough, the Hollywood Reporter on Thursday They reported that Warner Brothers has gotten to the point where they may shelve that Flash movie, not release it. It's one of the options they're looking at. They already shelved that $90 million Batgirl movie. It's apparently that bad. In for a penny, in for a pound, I guess. But back to the meaty stuff. Running a cult, grooming minors, and carrying guns. And I hate to admit this, but I think I was wrong on this one. My initial assessment of Ezra Miller here, him going off the rails, well, clearly I was wrong on Ezra Miller. Him, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, grooming minors, and now, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, running a cult. And can you imagine what sort of dumpster fire? No, I already used that. What sort of train wreck an Ezra Miller cult would be? Them running around with their super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns, probably to a bunch of cultists worshiping them, who also have their very own super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns, just having to memorize all the cult members' super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns, now that would be exhausting. And you know where I, where I think I got this one wrong? I assume that Ezra, whatever the non-binary garbage, the pronoun stuff, 
I always assumed that Ezra, he was a big old queen. I always figured that he was gay. And so, why would a gay man try to groom an underage girl? A gay man wouldn't. And so, I was like, that makes no sense. The story about him grooming young girls, that makes no sense. That would never happen. But, and this is where I think I got it wrong. If you look at it, well, I'd say, if you broke apart the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, if you put the gays and the lesbians and the part-time gays and lesbians, the bisexuals, and you put them in one tent, and folks, as an aside, it's shocking just how many gays and lesbians and bisexuals want just that. Two separate tribes. But if you do that, put all the sexual orientation folks in one tent, what are you left with? For the most part, heterosexuals with personality disorders. Oh, I'm pansexual. Oh, I'm non-binary. Oh, I'm genderqueer. Oh, I'm asexual gender fluid. Oh, I'm two-spirit. Heterosexuals with personality disorders. Every single one of them. So I think I made the mistake of thinking Ezra Miller, he was a big old queen, when in fact, he's just a heterosexual with a personality disorder. Or two, or three, or ten personality disorders. God knows how many he actually has. Because a queen would never, ever, ever try to groom an underage girl. But a heterosexual with a personality disorder, that's totally right up their alley. I can totally see that. So, it's all starting to make sense to me now. Unfortunately, I was trying to give him a pass, use his gay card to brush away some of this nuttiness. But, but I think he's as crazy as Britney Spears. He shaves his head, then we'll know just how crazy he is. But Ezra, if you're out there listening to this podcast, I still hope you get back to good. I'd still hate to see you flush everything away like this. So, snap out of it. That's the best advice I can offer right now. From NBC News, social contagion isn't causing more use to be transgender, study finds. The study, published in Pediatrics, disputes the theory that more adolescents, particularly those assigned female at birth, are identifying as trans due to social influence. Talk about a a CYA story. Oh, nothing to see here, folks. All these anecdotal stories about clusters of girls coming out as transgender. All these stories about packs of kids coming out as transgender. That's just crazy talk. Which we know is a complete lie. And it reminded me of that story. And I looked it up. It was in July of last year. 
early July, and it was Andrew Cuomo's daughter, Fredo's niece, Michaela Kennedy Cuomo, and she said last year that it was, quote, hip or cool to not be hetero in my liberal bubble, where basically all the spoiled rich kids she hung out with, they were all coming out as some sort of queer because being heterosexual, meh, that's for losers. And they're all heterosexuals. They're just heterosexuals with personality disorders. But these kids, and I know that's somewhat different, those kids coming out as some sort of queer, and this story about kids coming out as transgender, but there's been a a lot of documentation about that effect. I mean, just off the top of my head, you have the Abigail Schreier book, Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters, which is exactly about this sort of thing. You look at the exponential increases in people coming out as trans. The number of people now on these hormone treatments signing up for gender-affirming care, it's statistically impossible that all these people are truly transgender, which is why you're starting to see more and more stories about people detransitioning who were basically sold a lie, and a lot of them, they've done irreversible damage to their bodies between the drugs and the surgeries Someone is getting rich off of all this, making huge piles of Benjamins, rushing people through the process just so they can make a few bucks. But this study in pediatrics is that whole, who are you going to trust, me or your lying eyes? Because the science says it's not happening, even when it's happening right in front of people, but you're trying to dispute the science, well, you're just, you're nuts. Bend the knee to our gender identity overlords or else. From Out.com, those girls over at Out.com, Harry Peekaboo Styles, Peekaboo, Peekaboo, Harry Peekaboo Styles and My Policeman cast win TIFF Acting Award. This film again. Harry Peekaboo Styles. Peekaboo, Peekaboo. Him playing gay for pay is a wedding panties across the country. And with this, the Toronto International Film Festival, TIFF, they announced Harry Peekaboo Styles and a bunch of other actors and actresses. They got themselves the TIFF Tribute Award for performance for their roles in this gay-for-pay movie, My Policeman. And this is what TIFF CEO Cameron Bailey, in sucking up to all of them, this is what he had to say. When your film shifts through time and across fluid boundaries of love and desire, 
You need a cast that can embody these nuances in every gesture. Harry Peekaboo Styles, Emma Corrin, and David Dawson deliver beautiful, mirrored performances with Linus Roach, Gina McKee, and Rupert Everett. We're thrilled to honor the ensemble cast of My Policeman with the TIFF Tribute Award for Performance. Now that's a media hand job. Cameron publicly slobbering all over Harry Peekaboo Styles and the rest of the cast of My Policeman. And it reminds me of Bareback Mounting or Brokeback Mountain. The kind of drooling the media gave that story, which was what, 15, 20 years ago? Something like that? Well, here, let's try it out. When your film shifts through time and across fluid boundaries of love and desire, you need a cast that can embody those nuances in every gesture. Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger deliver beautiful mirror performances with Michelle Williams and, ah, crap, Anne Hathaway. I was like, holy crap, almost forgot Anne Hathaway. We're thrilled to honor the ensemble cast of Bareback Mounting with the TIFF Tribute Award for Performance. See, that worked perfectly, just like with My Policeman. If it's one thing about film festival groupies, the media, they're consistent. Doesn't matter the gay for pay film, they're consistent. Good job, you girls over at TIFF. You craving star effers over at TIFF. I hope you got a a wink and a smile out of Harry. Hope it was worth getting on your knees over that one. And while you're down there, you have fun with that. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, Things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. From Fox Business, Klondike looking to bring back Choco Taco after consumer uproar in the coming years. Klondike says it hopes to bring back the Choco Taco after uproar. They must have heard me bitching. Heard me complaining about no more Choco Tacos. Me and about 10 million other sugar addicts. People were, you want to talk about being butthurt. Like, really, 
butt hurt about something. No more Choco Tacos. That was it. And yes, I was a little butt hurt too. I got haagen though. So, not too butt hurt. And this is what they tweeted out after people had themselves a, a grand gale fit over them pulling them. We know this is disappointing. We've heard our fans and we're hoping to bring this favorite treat back to ice cream trucks in the coming years. Which means what? Hoping to bring it back in the coming years means when hell freezes over. That's the only way you're ever going to get yourself another Choco Taco. If hell freezes over and Satan, he starts making them himself. That's it. Satanic Choco Tacos are the best and last hope for getting your hands on one. Sell your soul for a Choco Taco. Not that I would judge that. This next one is from the Daily Wire. Make up her their bloody mind. Demi reboot Lovato sparks confusion with new pronoun news. And that's what we're going to call her from now on. Demi reboot Lovato. Like Harry Peekaboo styles, but less Peekaboo. Peekaboo, Peekaboo. But on the downside, more super special pain in the ass pronoun changes. And this is what I get for skipping a week. Us missing Demi Reboot Lovato pronoun news. Now it's old. And she'll probably reboot again because Princess here, she loves herself some attention. Even if everyone's laughing at her, that this stupid chick just can't make up her mind. Now she's feeling a a feminine vibe, which she could have fooled me. She still looks like a, to me anyway, a lesbian trucker with severely over-teased eyebrows. And if you're a lesbian trucker, and you're a bit insulted by that comparison, I do apologize. Please don't come to Massachusetts and serve me a beatdown. I can see how that might upset you to be compared to Demi Reboot Lovato. But that's, I still think she looks like one. I'm risking a beatdown to say that, but it is as it is. But I guess the, that whole transgender reboot she was talking about, that was a tease. Probably saw all the oxygen being sucked out of the room by Elliot Page. All the media hand jobs being given to Elliot. And she was like, no, can't compete with that. I will not achieve the level of attention. The attention I need to make all the screwy hardware upgrades worth the effort. Forget that. Time to pass go. Do not collect $200. I'll take feminine vibe and she, her pronouns for 600, Alex. But don't you worry, folks. Demi, even if people are mostly rolling their eyes and mocking her over all this, she's still got at least one or two left in her yet. And I'm not even going to try to predict what that's going to look like other than to say it'll be here soon enough. 
This next story is from the Daily Caller. Not the Daily Wire, the Daily Caller. Nobody missed you. Megan McCain shares more horrendous comments she received from Joy Behar. I don't get what the hysteria is about. I figured if Joy Behar is yapping, yap, 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 she's making a horrendous comment. It's like getting mad at white boy Malcolm X. Him coming over, drinking all the Italian beer in my fridge, and trying to sneak his Ronald McDonald blow-up doll so he can hump him when he crashes here in the guest room. It's just who he is. Now, now I can get mad, and I've told him a thousand times, not to bring that foul thing into my house. Do not have sex with that creepy doll in my house. But you know, he is who he is. And Joy, she is who she is. A mean old bitch to people she doesn't like. And so, her telling Megan McCain after Megan came back from maternity leave back in January of last year, nobody missed you. We didn't miss you. You shouldn't have come back. Okay, that's just who she is. But to get clarification on this, to get her side of the story, I'd like to welcome back to the Miller Frost podcast, Megan McCain. Megan, welcome back. Uh, Thank you, Miller. It's so good to see you again. And happy anniversary to you and white boy Malcolm X. Well, thank you. How you been? Uh, I've been good. And how were the nachos and chicken fingers in the green room? Mmm, yummy. Delicious as always. Only the best for you. But anyway, Megan, this thing with Joy Behar, what's going on there? Uh, she's a big old meanie. Yes, that she is. Although if I had to wake up being her every day, not sure I'd wind up all that different. What'd she say to you? She said, nobody missed you. We didn't miss you. You shouldn't have come back. That's pretty horrible. Eh, it is. I started crying hysterically and started lactating on air. Now that's an overshare. It was pretty horrible. I went back to my office and threw up. And that happened January of last year. Is that when that went down? Yes. So like over a year and a half ago. I guess. I don't have a calendar in front of me. Neither do I, but... My mommy says I'm smart and stuff. I'm sure she did. Did I tell you? She's an ambassador. Yes, you mention that every time you visit. Her fancy payoff, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, for supporting creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer. I hate Joe Biden. Yes, we know that too, Megan. But back to Joy. Did you know I was on The View? I thought that's what we were talking about. Joy was mean to me when I was on The View. I thought that's what we were talking about. She's just jealous of me. And you're just... Well, I'd say butthurt about her, what she said to you 20 months ago. 
What happened 20 months ago? Joy being mean to you on air, making you cry. That was last January. That wasn't 20 months ago. Last January was 20 months ago. My mommy says I'm smart and stuff. Well, okay, Megan. Thanks for coming by and clarifying that for us. I think there are some more chicken fingers in the green room. Oh, those are so delicious. I gotta go. And what can I say about that? Nothing. From the Los Angeles Times, Californians and other Americans are flooding Mexico City. Some locals want them to go home. American tourists and remote workers are gentrifying some of Mexico City's most treasured neighborhoods. Backlash is growing. Now that's rich. Damn rich. Mexicans complaining about whitey coming down south and into their hood. Infesting Mexico City with their whiteness. Half of Central and South America have parked their asses north of the Rio Grande, including millions of Mexicans. But when it happens to them, do they bitch, moan, and complain about it? Now, having said that, having called out the rank hypocrisy of Mexicans complaining about white people moving to Mexico City, which is a beautiful city, by the way. Had a friend who lived down there. Went down to visit him for a few days. Had myself a a grand gay old time. Just don't drink the water from the tap. Learn that lesson the hard way. I'm just saying. But anyway, having said that, I can maybe possibly understand why Mexicans are getting just a, a little triggered having Whitey move in. Not just because Whitey is evil, Whitey is the devil, and no doubt Whitey goes down there with their white supremacy, white power, white fragility, white this, white that, blah, 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 blah. Probably tries to bring with them some systemic racism as well. But I'm willing to bet that a sizable proportion of white people moving down to Mexico City are hysterical millennial Gen Z kids with all their many, many, many neuroses. Those poor Mexicans having to deal with, hi, my name is Chad. I'm non-binary, gender queer, and my pronouns are Zizirza. Hi, my name is Summer, and I'm a fruitarian, gluten-free vegan. What do you have on the menu that I can eat? Hi, my name is Kimmy, and I'm a lifestyle branding influencer and marketing guru extraordinaire. Would you like to see my Insta? So I can see why they'd be like, Whitey, get your ass back across that border. You keep your crazy to yourself. We got enough problems down here without having to deal with you. And you Mexicans, yeah, good luck with that. From Gay Times, those girls over at Gay Times, Beyonce's new album, Renaissance, all the queer moments explained. Beyonce has never been gayer. 
Hmm. I didn't realize that Beyonce, she had reached that point in her career where she needed to pander to the gays to sell records or downloads, however the hell you measure sales these days. Sharon Bette Midler syndrome. I need to juice my numbers. Oh, you gays are so fabulous. And of course, the gays, insecure and attention starved, they're like, oh, we love you, Cher. We love you, Bet. Here you go. Here are some Benjamins. And so now I guess it's Beyonce's turn at the gay ATM, which I'm sure that will pay handsomely. And don't give me that look over there, white boy Malcolm X. I'm not picking on Beyonce. Hey, it's business. I totally get it. Even if that's what she's doing, good for her if she can make it work. Get more people to buy more Renaissance. No judgment on that. And Beyonce, enjoy those Benjamins. From page six, Pete Davidson in trauma therapy following Kanye West's attacks on social media. See, folks, high school never ends. Two complete blithering idiots in a pissing contest over that dim-witted mannequin. The three of them, between them, there isn't half a brain. They're so dumb that even Goose Cantworthy, that silly queen, he's like, <laughs> they're stupid. That's how dumb they are. And Pete here, not only is he a moron, but he's a, a fragile moron having to go to, Jesus Christmas, trauma therapy because Kanye West, who hasn't had a hit in like two decades and is about as relevant as an Atari game console, Kanye is being a big old meanie and picking on him on social media. And folks, I have no idea what trauma therapy is. I assume it's where overly sensitive, hysterical idiots go when people misgender them or screw up their super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns or don't validate their morbid obesity and call them sexy or like here, say mean things to them on Instagram or TikTok or wherever these morons go to hang out online. So Pete, good luck with all that. God knows you need it. You get this bent out of shape over nothing that you need trauma therapy. You're this desperate for attention that you or some dope in your entourage have to leak this to the celebrity gossip rags. But we gave you some attention, gave you what you wanted, so let's move on. And for our last story, folks, it's from The Smoking Gun. Woman blamed curious dog in pet sex case. Floridians, like it could be any other state, folks. 
busted for sex acts with male husky. The Florida woman, charged with receiving oral sex from her dog, confessed to the crime and told cops that the male husky named Jesus Christmas, Loki, was just being curious according to a felony complaint. And I wonder if Loki, the husky, if he's bisexual like Marvel Loki is, probably not if he's just going down on her. Christina Kaleo, 36, and Jeffrey Springer, 39, so a pack of millennials, and Jeffrey is spelled G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, so he's probably a pretentious twat, were arrested Tuesday and charged with sexual activity involving animals, a felony. So even in Florida, having sex with a dog is a felony. Police identified Springer as Kaleo's former boyfriend. Investigators say they recently recovered a video shot by Springer showing the animal performing oral sex on his ex-girlfriend. The video was stored on a flash drive in a folder titled XXX Sex Videos Loki. Not too inconspicuous there. The recording was made in May or June 2022 according to a complaint that does not reveal how police obtained Springer's personal USB drive. Springer identified Kaleo as the woman in the video, so he threw her under the bus, tattletailed a popo on her, according to cops who noted that both Kaleo and the woman in the clip have a heart-shaped tattoo on her hip area. Additionally, Springer said Kaleo had engaged in I hope you folks are sitting down. 30 to 50 sexual acts with a dog in a time span of eight years. After being read her rights, Kalea reportedly admitted to the dog possibly performing oral sex on her numerous times due to the dog being curious. Video evidence cops say show Kaleo not making any motions or gestures to stop the sexual act. And that's one hell of a curious dog. Licking her hoo-hoo 30 to 50 times in the last eight years. You'd think he'd get it out of his system after a few times, but I guess not. He liked that hoo-hoo. Kaleo and Springer were released yesterday from the Pinellas County Jail. Kaleo is free on $5,000 bond, while Springer was released on his own recognizance. The pair reside in separate homes in the Tampa Bay area. Court filings do not indicate how long Kaleo and Springer were a couple or when they broke up. Kaleo was arrested in May for allegedly hitting, scratching, and biting Springer during an argument in her Safety Harbor apartment. Prosecutors subsequently declined to pursue a misdemeanor domestic battery case against Kaleo. So in Florida... Attacking your significant other or ex-significant other, hitting, scratching, and biting them, that's a misdemeanor. Of course it is. Loki, poor Loki, was seized by police and taken to a pet hospital, bless his heart, where an examination showed no signs of injury to the canine. Damn thing's going to need a dog therapist for years, though.
And no, white boy Malcolm X, under no circumstances am I going to do a reenactment of a woman having a dog lick her hoo-hoo while her creepy ex-boyfriend films it. No way in hell am I touching that one with a 10-foot pole. So on that note, since I cannot top these two blithering idiots using a dog for sexual gratification, even if Florida finally drew a line and made doing so a felony, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.